the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So, Alan, did you watch the State of the Union last night? Did you uh, see one of the more curious moments you will ever see in a speech? And I'm not talking about Chuck Schumer standing up, like, smiling, grinning, ready to applaud when it was not appropriate to do so. Can I be brutally honest? You can. 61 years old. I have never watched a full State of the Union. Wow. Because most of the time in my world, it's just, look how good I am. Look at this. It's just bloviation. And it's just, you know, the, the... Every two seconds standing and stuff like that <laughs> on bo- whoever's in presidents. I, I will wait for the highlights. There you go. You know, I just. Well, I don't... this is a highlight, but it's a visual highlight. And it, of course, is not very useful on radio, but it was still so stunningly silly and nonsensical. By the way, your opinion of State of the Unions is shared by Ben Shapiro. And if you're in the same quarter as Ben Shapiro on matters of politics, you're in the right quarter. But at one point, Joe Biden was talking about uh, toxic smoke in military encampments or near military encampments in the Middle East. So let me play the cut for you, and then I'll describe what is going on behind him with Nancy Pelosi as he is saying this about the dangers of toxic smoke. Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of a face in Afghanistan. So, so I'm going to narrate this as it happens. I'm going to replay it. Okay, so Nancy's behind him, and she's just smiling broadly. And now Joe goes into his toxic smoke thing. Okay? Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn She pits. starts to clap. She stops. Now many she stands have been up. There. I've been in and out of a she stands up. She has her hands together, but not her hands. They're like her wrists, the bottom of her wrists are touching. Her fists are clenched. She stands up and then she kind of does this little shimmy dance move thing. <laughs> Standing up behind him while he's talking about soldiers dying of toxic smoke. And this, of course, led us into the aspect of the Joe Biden drinking game that you can always count on, which is the mention of, you know, I had his son, Bo Biden, and he got sick over there from cancer and he died. Now, listen, it's very sad that Joe Biden's son, Bo Biden, died. To mention Bo Biden again and never mention the families of the 13 American soldiers who were blown to bits at the Abbey Gate at the Kabul airport because you were so incompetent to shut down Bagram Air Force Base and think that an airport in the middle of Kabul, which we did not control, was a safer extraction point 
for American service personnel than a secure Air Force base 50 miles outside of a city where you could see the enemy coming from literally miles away is misplaced, transparent, shameful attempt to curry favor over a personal tragedy. That's what that is. By the way, I had a son, Bo Biden. Don't forget Bo Biden. Nobody has forgotten Bo Biden. I want to know where Hunter is. <laughs> that's a new. Well, that's the I new. Mean, that could be the new drinking game. Probably, you know. <laughs> Where's Hunter? Hunter's? Probably, I don't know. Probably at a hotel over by one sixty one and I seventy one. Hold up mm. with a couple hookers over there. That's where Hunter typically hangs out. Uh, he never in that about kind it. of a hotel. No, we, Alan, you've what? forgotten. That Joe says Hunter Biden is the smartest man he knows. And given his policies, he might be truthful about that. Okay. He's smart enough to nobody knows where he is. I mean Well, he's probably got an art show somewhere making Hey, they got the half a million the Van Gogh exhibit here. Maybe (laughs) who knows? But she's standing up. She's all in on the toxic smoke. Nancy Pelosi. Which would explain a lot. I think she's inhaled some toxic smoke. Botox kicked in. In her time. Wow. Now Uh, As humorous as that was, uh, this is uh, downright twisted. Here's Joe Biden with his homage to the alphabet mafia, LGBTQRSTUV. Here we go. Any precedent for half a century is under attack as never before. If you want to go forward, not backwards, we must protect access to health care. Preserve a woman's right to choose. By the way. Abortion is not health care. It's sure not health care for the child. Continue to advance maternal health care for all Americans. Kamala and Nancy are standing for this nonsense. LGBTQ plus Americans, let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. The onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. And I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Now, it is wrong, and I do not sanction any vilification of the individual caught in gender dysphoria. But it is most often a phase of that kids are going through, that is heightened, accentuated, multiplied, and encouraged by agenda-driven adults. Most often teachers. You heard Scott DeMauro of the Ohio Education Association yesterday on this show when we were talking about my view that teachers should butt out Amanda from Kaleidoscope Youth Center standing in front of Hilliard-Davidson teachers several weeks ago for a developmental seminar. Don't ask me why teachers need to be given instruction in gender ideology. But of course they are, and they're supposed to be heroes and get kids to come out to them and and not tell the parents about it. And Amanda wants you to know that, you know, while this is a difficult concept for you, all the kids have it figured out and i do mean kids is it really gender that's the issue or is it this challenging idea that like i'm telling you that 12 year olds have this figured out 
right? And that we have a responsibility to trust young people when they tell us what their experiences are and they tell us, you know, what their identities are. Amanda's an up talker. She goes up at the end of her sentences. It's infuriating. It's annoying. It's a reflection of her lack of intelligence because gender is a made-up, nonsensical category. Sex has existed since the beginning of time. God made them male and female. Gender's never mentioned in the Bible. It does not exist. It was made up for the purposes of twisting the minds of kids and pulling them away from their parents. As I said yesterday, you used to hear the phrase tomboy. You never hear it anymore. You never hear that a girl is a tomboy. My wife is a tomboy. I had a nice text from a friend of mine today who said, I appreciated what you said yesterday about tomboys. I was one, never doubted that I was a girl. Enjoy being a girl, very successful professional woman in this town. She's one of the smartest people I know. She now has a daughter that teaches in a local suburban school district. And guess what? Yesterday, the daughter was sitting in a seminar. And guess what the topic was? Yes, gender ideology and all this kind of nonsense. Why do schools believe this is a place where they can go? I'll tell you why. Because they have constructed two completely false strongmen. Number one, that they are being compassionate to kids by having these kinds of private conversations about private matters with them. They are not entitled to that. It is not their right. They are not schooled in that. They are not counselors. They are not psychological experts. They should not be in these areas of a child's mind. It is a private matter. Think back to when you were in school, going through hormonal changes, puberty, becoming a man, becoming a woman. Was there anything that made you more uncomfortable than your own sexuality. This is not new. This is not some revelation that is upon us for the first time in history. This is very common to young kids to be confused as you grow from a girl to a woman and from a boy to a man. Very, very common. It's a very curious time for people. And there are, of course, people who are way far down the continuum developing from a girl to a woman and a boy to a man. And then there are some who lag behind. There's always that girl who starts to develop in ways way ahead of others in her class. There's always that boy who is a man long before other boys in his class are a man. It's a natural occurrence and does not indicate that there is something wrong with you or that you have some issue you have to deal with or that we need to have a conversation about this. So that's the first false narrative. That teachers have any right to be in there, are educated to be in there, or are helping the kid being in there. And the second false narrative is that gender exists. Sex exists. Boy and girl. What is it, Doc? Are we having a... Did anybody ever say at their ultrasound, are we having a non-binary pansexual? Are we having... I don't even know the terms. They're ridiculous to me. I don't even want to acknowledge their existence as if I'm giving credence to them. The question is and has always been, are we having a boy or are we having a girl? I, can't, I, shudder, I shudder to think how the companies that come up with those cannons that people shoot off often in the wrong direction and hit themselves in the private parts when they're revealing the sex of their child. I shudder to think how many colors we're going to have to come up with. If we have to come up with one for boys, girls, one for pansexuals, one for transsexuals, one for this, that, blah, 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 blah probably be a highly lucrative profession. Stupid 
As I say all the time, liberals' minds are so open, their brains have fallen out. Final segment, Bruce Lee Show. Appreciate you guys joining today. Nice to have you with us, Alan. I've survived. You've survived. There's a lot of moving parts in here that yeah. people don't understand. <laughs> well, you handle it well, as does Aaron every day, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, you'll be thrilled to know this, Alan. Uh, news, breaking news today. ESPN. Iowa's Caitlin Clark. Have you seen her? She's an unbelievable three-point shooter. I've heard she of her. guns it up from like 35 feet. Iowa's Caitlin Clark and South Carolina's Zia Cook are the faces of a new initiative called A Fair Shot that seeks to address inequities for women college athletes who are working to capitalize on name, image, and likeness opportunities. Now, I have a daughter who will be a college athlete next year. I think this is wonderful. Not just for my daughter, Alan, but for you and me. I think this is wonderful. Because if Iowa's Caitlin Clark and South Carolina's Zia Cook are successful in their initiative to get female college athletes paid the exact same way as people like Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, DJ Uyunglele, the Clemson quarterback, then, Alan, I think it is a certain development that very shortly in our future, you and I will be paid the same as Joe Rogan. Yes. Right? I mean, we're all in the broadcasting yes. business, right? Shouldn't we all? I mean, if, if Caitlin Clark and Zia Cook are behind this initiative to get all college athletes paid exactly the same as those who are making a mint, including Ohio State's Jimmy Sotos off his TikTok following, as Jackson Smith and Jigba, who got a nice, beautiful, unbelievably nice free truck from Reichert Ford. And Michi Johnson and EJ Liddell, they're Reichert Ford guys. And Coughlin Automotive, they gave cars to like seven. If everybody's getting the same thing, because that's equity, then it is only a matter of time before you and I are paid like Joe Rogan. See, $100 million dollars gonna be impossible per with, guy. With me. I'm sorry. It's going to be impossible with me because it's name, image, and likeness. Yes. So you have to have all three, right? Yes. I've always been told I have the face for radio, so I'm out of the well, game this is already. no longer true. There is no such thing as face for radio anymore because we broadcast our radio show. Yeah, but you don't see me. I've got a camera in here that I can switch to me, the producer camera. You've never seen me do that. All you'll have to do is turn the camera around and start your own podcast, and we'll all be paid like Joe Rogan. Okay, Thanks I'm, to uh, Caitlin Clark and Zia Cook for that. Okay, I'm going to put my camera on me. Appreciate it. This is ugly. There this we go. bad. No. Here we go. There will soon be a raise. You'll be paid like Joe Rogan this <laughs> hey, week. There we go. So now people know why there you go. it doesn't work for me. We're also thrilled to report that our Ohio General Assembly has gotten down to business that really matters. Forget about the backpack bill. Forget about the Jenna Powell bill to protect women's sports. No, no. Ohio lawmakers, according to Joey Kaufman of the Dispatch, I have no reason to doubt Joey. He's a good reporter. Lawmakers in Ohio have introduced a resolution petitioning the NCAA to reinstate Ohio State's wins from the 2010 football season that were vacated due to the Tattoo Gate scandal. We don't win enough, Alan. We have to go back in time and get credit for wins that we gave back for breaking NCAA rules in 2010. That's yeah. that is what is really important. My life, to our is, Ohio General Assembly. Yeah, my life is incomplete without those. So I just unbelievable. 
but I'm really glad I'm going to be paid by Joe Rogan. I wish you well, Caitlin Clark and Zia Cook. Now, I played the Biden comment about having the backs of transgender kids and wanting them to recognize their God-given potential. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I mentioned it again because it is so important as an illustration of how leaders in our country, including faith leaders, some of them in our city, the ones always cited in the dispatch, have never seen them quote a true, authentic Christian in the dispatch. It may have happened. I'm just saying I've never seen it. I would look forward to seeing it. No, actually, I have. No, actually, I have. I apologize for that. This week, the people on the hilltop who are starting the, the Christian school for kids in the hilltop, go to the, go to the churches mentioned that in that, because that's putting the love of Christ into action. But the Joe Biden, I got your back, transgender kids. I'm going to help you recognize your God-given potential. Okay. I agree. Every human being is born with God-given potential. They have gifts, they have talents, they have abilities. They're uniquely equipped to accomplish certain things. God gives us all an audience to interact with, our own ministry field, if you will, our own circle of friends, our own people that we can influence. I define leadership the way that uh, a person that I deeply respect, Ford Taylor, creator of transformational leadership, defines leadership. That is, if you have influence over one person, you are a leader. I don't know anybody who doesn't have influence over one person. So everybody has the capacity to be a leader. Joe Biden, of course, is the president of the United States. He is unquestionably in a leadership position. But Joe Biden, who describes himself as a devout Catholic who loves abortion and euphemistically calls it health care, Joe Biden's faith is an a la carte faith. It is an inauthentic faith. It is a take what you want and leave what you don't agree with on the plate faith. That is what it is. It is an empty faith. It is an inauthentic faith. It is the faith of Tim Ahrens, the First Congregational Church of Columbus. It is the faith of many churches that embrace the Black Lives Matter movement. Everything, everything, not much of it is, but everything that you could possibly find with a microscope that is of worth and value in the Black Lives Matter movement is contained in the gospel of Christ. We are all one in Christ Jesus. No Jew, no Greek, no male, no female. We're all one. Everything lousy and Marxist and hateful in the Black Lives Matter movement is not a part of the gospel. So if you really want to be on mission, embrace the gospel, not fake, authentic movements that have catchy slogans and mottos to suck you in, but are in fact anti-God. And this statement by Biden last night that all, I got your back, all transgender kids, so you can recognize your God-given potential, it is nonsensical that you would acknowledge that God builds into every human being potential and not acknowledge that that same God would love them enough to not make them the wrong sex. So you're going to trust God for the potential. You're going to acknowledge that God has given them the gifts, the talents, the abilities to recognize that potential. That is a good God, but the God, the same one who made them, male or female, made an egregious mistake. And this child is not really a male or a female. They are the opposite of their biological sex through some mistake of God. 
It does not take a theologian or a PhD or any kind of mental acumen at all to realize how ludicrous (laughs) that acknowledgement of God on the potential side is compared to that denial of God or that characterization of God as a an epic screw-up. You got your sex wrong. Sorry. Got to have an operation. Got to take some pills. Got to do this. Got to do that. We'll fix it. Don't worry. It's possible. We can do it. Man can do what God cannot. We are led in this country by a twisted, evil man. We are. And it is having far-reaching consequences in our nation and in our world. I want to encourage you that you all are not hateful, pointing out these inconsistencies, standing for truth. You will be labeled as such, but you cannot be silenced and remove yourself from the battle. It's not a battle you have a choice to sit out. You are in the battle, and you want to be there or not. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.